Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Jaded and the first episode of 2024. Uh, we are kicking off this year strong with a really exciting episode. So I'm Kelly, one of your co-hosts today, and I'm joined by a familiar voice, my other co-host, Joanna. Hey, guys. I'm so excited for this episode, 2024, all the things. There's a lot of exciting stuff that's going to be happening very soon. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for today's guest. It's really weird having her being an interviewee because she's usually on the other side helping us interview our guests. Um, she's one of the OG co-hosts of A Little Jaded. You know her, you love her. It's Jade Zalewski. Hey everyone, super excited to be here being interviewed. Kind of weird like Joanna said, but let's do it. Yeah, so if you're a longtime listener of the pod, I'm sure you know that Jade is the founder and CEO of Jada Productions, which is our mother company where a little Jaded is under. Um, she founded the company in 2019 as an artist management company originally, and she's been with the company and been a key player in leading the company through so many different eras to where it's at today. Uh, she recently graduated from Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and is a first-year law student at Southwestern Law School in Los Angeles. So, Jade, for those who might be newer to the pod and don't know your background, Jade's background, all of that, can you kind of explain what drove you to work in the music industry in the first place? And if you have one, what's your end goal? Yeah, well, totally. Thanks, guys, for that intro. Um, so yeah, Jaded kind of started, um, funny enough, in my dorm room, classic, you know, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people say their companies start in dorm rooms, mine actually did. Um, so yeah, I had always, I had grown up watching um, and listening to a lot of music and, you know, watching a lot of artists of our time, you know, getting big and having a bunch of fans um somebody that was really influential for me was Justin Bieber I uh just I watched you know his growth and stuff and originally I was like you know I might want to be a like a singer or a musician um and then I kind of realized like meh like <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not loving the spotlight and I don't love like you know necessarily opening myself up to that kind of creative criticism so like I still do you know play guitar and sing and stuff but it's more so just for myself you know um but I was like okay well I still love music and I still love you know the industry but I didn't really know what it was um so you know I watched a lot of big players in the industry and I was like oh wait there's like a whole background to like Justin Bieber's career like there's like 20 million people surrounding him like lifting him up and helping him do what he does every day from when he walks on the stage to when he walks off you know there's like a hundred people surrounding him it, that are helping him so I was like maybe I can be one of those kind of people not necessarily for Justin Bieber just like in general <laughs> so um yeah so I was like let me just let me see what I can do and artist management seemed like a a cool path in because you didn't necessarily need to in in my experience my limited experience at that point um it didn't seem like something you needed training for um so I kind of just was like let's just start something up and see what happens so um I talked to this girl in my from my like high school and we 
you know, I kind of helped her a little bit, do some video editing. And um, then, then I was just doing a bunch of other stuff and ended up meeting Joanna. And so then we kind of started to get rolling with the artist management thing. And then Kelly eventually came on, Mariana eventually came on, a whole bunch of other people joined us and Viv, of course. And um, so it's just been a really exciting ride. We went from artist management to, you know, producing the next wave of music industry professionals because uh, we felt like, you know, that's where our path and our hearts were leading us was more so like let's help lift others up with the knowledge that we have now so yeah that's kind of and that's kind of where we're at you know we've been entering a lot of new eras doing a lot of zigzags but um you know we're all just here learning and it's been such a cool and exciting ride and I can't believe we're in 2024 already <laughs> for Jade in terms of Jaded. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And this was, I when you were talking, I just had a question. Um, This wasn't like a pre-planned question, but um, obviously you said like you wanted to be an artist management. And now, as we said, you're a law student and we're going to talk a lot about you being a law student. Can you explain a little bit more about like what, where your head was at when you were like, oh, I'm going to do law specifically instead of like business or communications or, you know, something else? Yeah, totally. Um, Well, so I... When I went to college originally, um, I went in for business and I graduated in business. I was a finance information systems double major. So I I originally, that was my path kind of like music and music was always on the back, but I was like, you know, maybe finance and information systems could help me with that, you know, and could help me somehow guide me into music. And I also still kind of wanted to stay home and stuff, but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so I graduated in business, which is weird, kind of like a weird jump into law, but I was in my junior year, I was talking to a lot of people, um, one of them being my mentor who we've had on here before Gerard, but, um, I was talking to a lot of people about like, what should be my next step. And I was also at the same time taking a business law class and I loved that class. Like it, it was my favorite class. It was to this day, it was the only class that I ever really truly wanted to go to in college like was excited to go to um so yeah I was taking that at the same time and I was like maybe I could do like entertainment law like musicians need lawyers right so then I started like you know going on LinkedIn and talking to people and I found Gerard and I found a whole bunch of other people that have been really helpful in my journey and um I was like you know asking them what do they do on their day-to-day and just like cold reaching out to people just anything to understand the job a little bit more. And um, so, yeah, once I decided that I was like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in law and I'm also, I also love music. So why don't I just like try to smash those two together and see what happens? (laughs) And that's kind of, that was kind of how it got started. Like the jump to law. That's honestly, honestly, it's so inspiring because um because you didn't necessarily do like a whole pre-law thing in university and you kind of shifted your um career because of like you found your passion in junior year and I think that's really interesting um because a lot of people tend to just stick to like the one path that they they subscribe to at the start of like their university um education and I was wondering what did you want uh, out of law school and um how do you think that 
your your experience in business and not necessarily pre-law helped you especially like studying in southwestern for example yeah oh my gosh yeah it helped me so much I just I like this question because we always talk about on here I feel like you know you can change your path again and again and again you know like most of us you know us here right now are like early 20s you know we can change our path over and over and over again but um yeah I love that because I I think it's extremely helpful to you know be in like a different path like I know Joanna you were right early education early childhood education right like that's crazy you know yeah I I think about that all the time like I was gonna be a teacher no yeah (laughs) exactly so it's just like it's it's funny to me to watch how our our paths change but I think it was extremely helpful to be able to have multiple because now I feel like I have multiple experiences and I've had internships in the IT space and I feel like that's just been so helpful in broadening my horizons so it's not so um in my experience it's helped me to be um not so tunnel visioned um just towards like laws the only thing that exists you know because everything plays into everything especially like in the you know corporate world kind of you know like without legal there wouldn't be finance or finance might be the break in the laws and without you know finance you know we can't pay information systems people like you know and so it all like kind of plays into each other and I really enjoy the fact that I had that experience I if I had to go back I would not even do pre-law you know like because I feel like it has really helped me to have multiple perspectives and also I feel like it's going to be helpful in the job hunt and helpful in the internship hunt to have different things on your resume you know it just expands your horizons and it shows that you're not extremely one-sided not to say that if you know what you want to do you know by all means keep doing it but you know if you if you change your mind and change it again that's also okay you know (laughs) yeah no and it's also cool to think about like you're gonna have a different perspective than somebody who was just strictly pre-law and obviously of course that's fine like you know they started off doing all of these different classes that would lead them to where they need to be as a lawyer but you took a non-traditional route and so you're gonna have different you know different pieces of insight and different information that's gonna lead you in different areas and might help you in a different way than somebody else exactly yeah I mean like some of the our casebook like some of the stuff the cases that we're reading even are like you know white collar crimes or something and not necessarily that that's what we need to pick out of the case specifically but it definitely helps me understand conceptually like okay yeah so they they embezzled that's what it was you know like that kind of thing so yeah it it helps for sure yeah so I mean staying on the topic of law school um and you going um from your bachelor's and applying to law school what was that process like whether you know it be you know the LSAT situation what is the LSAT um and in the end what swayed you to choose where you ended up going because if anybody listened to the graduation episode we did a few months back you still hadn't made your decision yet and you were bouncing between two different ones so yeah talk about that kind of process and your experience wow what a throwback so much has changed since then I can't but yeah (laughs) I can't believe that it's been that long but yeah I think that 
the so the LSAT is a big scary word but we'll get into that it's just a it's it's supposed to scare you kind of you know and you know just but whatever we'll talk about that so basically um once I decided to go to law school and if anybody is like kind of trying to you know they've made the decision and now they have no idea how to get started I was the same I have nobody else in my family in my close immediate family that's um that's a lawyer so this was me kind of like navigating it by myself and trying to figure it out but so yeah once I did that I kind of started looking into schools that I wanted to go to and um a small tip if anybody's looking just law school in general doesn't necessarily have to be entertainment law if you type in the law school that you want to go to and then type in ABA 509 that's going to give you all of their information on on their statistics of you know how many people applied how many people are were accepted like specific numbers and you know where where um you're going to fall in the LSAT range and where you're going to fall in the GPA range and if they give out scholarships if they allow part-time students it's it's a it was the best thing I've ever heard once somebody told me about it because it's just it helped me so much realize like where I'm going to land and I'm a visual planner so I I like to see where I'm going to land but yeah so look up the law school's ABA 509 like where you want to go and see if it's like realistically attainable um then after that I got I was like okay so I got to battle this big bad LSAT whatever the heck that is um, basically it's just a standard test. Um, there's a reading comprehension portion and then there's a, what is it? Logic, logic games, which was the trickiest for me. Cause it's just like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's weird, but yeah. <laughs> and then there's, um, uh, logic, logical reasoning, I think. I don't know. There's, there's three sections of it. And, um, reading comprehension is going to be most similar to those of, that have taken the SAT. Um, you know, it's kind of just like reading through it. And then, um, logic games is really tricky, like logic games. I don't know how else to say it, you know? <laughs> and, um, and logical reasoning for some reason I really I really flowed with logical reasoning so um but do you you got to find out what's best for you but Khan Academy has some free stuff um and then there's some other paid courses I really recommend the paid courses like I took a I took my LSAT um I took a practice exam like right before I had any teachers or anything and it wasn't good it wasn't good but um don't let that you know dissuade you kind of um if you can I would recommend buying like a, a course and buying a teacher and all a tutor and stuff like that um because it really helped it bumped up my score like six or seven points which was helpful so um yeah it's that's kind of what the LSAT is and that's one portion of your application and then you have your GPA from college um which is why I recommend trying if you can try to figure out that you want to go to law school sooner than later or at least just don't mess up your grades that bad that you can't get in anywhere um you know because that would be a, a hard challenge to overcome because they do look at the, the LSAT and also your GPA the most um but basically no, don't be a C's get degrees type of thing yes exactly <laughs> yeah because like a senior year everybody was like let's party it's like party time we're going we're doing it and I was like I still got to get into law school <laughs> you know um because it's like they look at everything everything you've ever done like um yeah they'll still look they want your senior year transcripts even like 
after graduation, like May 5th, when I graduated, May 6th, I had to turn my grades into them. You know, like they still want to see every single thing you've ever done, um, which just comes with the territory. But yeah, so don't mess it up. Don't do C's, get degrees. And um, but then there's also the personal statement you have to write. Um, and if your university has a writing center, I really recommend going and getting them to look over your personal statement. Um, that was a lifesaver for me. Um, it was great. And um, recommendation letters is also a big one. So if you have a professor or somebody professional that you trust to write you a letter, not your parents, not your family members, like somebody that is, you know, that, you know, you trust to write a good letter about you, um, you're not allowed to read it. But uh, yeah, somebody that you trust to turn in a good letter about you. Uh, there's that part of the application. And then I swear there's more. I'm probably leaving out more. But it's going to take up a lot of your extra time. So just be, be cautious about that. But that is kind of like the journey of, you know, applying to law school. And then it all compiles down into one thing that you turn into the law school admissions council, and then they get it to your school. And then from there, you just sit and you wait, which is weird because you've been working hard for like seven or eight months trying to compile your application. And so then you just sit and wait and then it's just a waiting game. But that's the process. I will, <laughs> I will say like as someone who's been spending the last several months trying to just like get my head in the game for applying to grad school. Um, for those who don't know, I'm studying psychology and I might go to grad school. We'll see. We'll see. Um. I can't stress enough like what Jade was saying about how you do need to like think so far ahead. I got like really unlucky with my university because they never told us anything about it. Um, you kind of have to look for your resources and everything like that. Um, I will also say that for recommendation letters, if you volunteer anywhere, even if you have like an internship or anything, anyone who's your supervisor can also write a good rec recommendation letter and they want to help you. Um, if you're a good person, they want to help you. So don't feel afraid to reach out. Um, yeah. But yeah. I was going to say, um, as someone who, you know, I didn't go the grad school route, but when you were talking about this, I like before you even mentioned that Kelly I couldn't help but think about like even if you're someone who doesn't want to go into law school but you're thinking about maybe going to grad school how much some of what you're saying like these little like nuggets of information will probably still apply to you and your journey just maybe in a different way but before we move on to the next question I do want to hear Jade what made you choose Southwestern versus your other one because I know Obviously, one of them, like we mentioned, is in Los Angeles, and the other one was back on the East Coast, which is where you're from. So how did that kind of affect your decision? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on a tangent on the last one, then forgot what I no, was going <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, the, uh, I, I had basically applied to, which sounds kind of crazy when people hear it, um, which I didn't really know was crazy until I was talking to my other fellow colleagues at law school but um I applied to two schools I applied to Southwestern and I applied to New York Law School um so I was like you know I wanted your entertainment it's either LA or New York it's got to be so um basically I applied sent them both in uh got accepted around the same time and it was made it really tough because it was around the same like scholarship money um so then I was like 
oh, I really don't know what to do. So it came down to the little factors, but I I had so many conversations with so many people um, and a ton of conversations with my therapist. But at the end of the day, <laughs> um, I had kind of known, I had always known that I wanted to at least try LA. You know, I was like, I've, I've always wanted to live there. I've always wanted to work there. I've always just wanted to spend time there like you know besides just visiting for a weekend or a week like I actually want to engage in the culture there and see what everything's all about everybody's always like LA LA so let's go check it out so basically that was kind of where it went I kind of just always knew I I wanted to go to LA I was also really tired of the snow I'm from Pittsburgh and I was tired of the cold and just was like let's try it out and yeah, it sounds it sounds dumb. There was a lot more thought into it, but the that was the big factor was just that since I've since I've like since I can remember I've wanted to live in LA and and the program's great obviously. Like whenever you look up um when you look up entertainment law like top 10 entertainment law school of Southwestern has been top 10 for I don't even know how many years now, but they produce a lot of really incredible entertainment lawyers like um uh Camille Vasquez, Johnny Depp's lawyer, um, from the, um, you know, that Depp versus Heard thing. She went there. Um, she came back and talked to us. Um, Marsha Clark from the OJ trial. She went there. Um, a lot of great entertainment lawyers went there. So that was another big factor. <laughs> well, I think you're in good hands. Speaking of LA and speaking of your time there, what is your day-to-day like as a law student what like occupies your time like what is your day-to-day or weekly schedule like yeah um it's a little boring um so most of the time I just go to class um you know I uh law school is very very I was just telling Joanna and Kelly before this but law school is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life um so yeah you I basically just wake up um get ready I I put on makeup because that makes me happy and like that's my little break for the day um and then you know basically go to class and then come back and and try to make sense of what just happened in class and and, um make sure all my notes make sense put it into an outline um and then uh yeah if I don't have any more classes for the day I'll probably go over to a study room or to the library and just kind of chill there until nightfall and then if there's nothing if there's nothing left for uh like if there's no big test coming up or anything if it's just a regular week um then I'll try to quit by eight o'clock nine o'clock but um other than that yeah I probably get like an hour an hour and a half maybe two hours to myself at night um I try to go to the gym that's pretty much every day I mean it's not like the weekends really aren't much different than that either but I mean to each their own honestly I've seen so many things about law school and um some people do study that way like like I do and some people study a totally like just chill with it and then walk out with A's and and kudos honestly because couldn't be me (laughs) Nothing makes me more mad than saying that. Um, yeah. As a student, I'm just curious. Uh, this wasn't a planned question, but 
like I keep seeing videos on my uh, feed because it's definitely the new year and everyone's trying to create healthy habits mm -hmm. I was wondering what time do you like what time do you sleep and wake up because okay. I feel like everyone's always like the 5 a.m routine yeah I was wondering yeah I mean to, to each their own with that as well um I think it's I I like to wake up a little bit earlier um I like to wake up it depends on what time my first class is it's typically somewhere around 7 a.m so that I can go to the gym um but yeah, I like to go to the gym early in the day because then I don't want to think about it. And also the more petty reason is because my favorite study room is taken at like one o'clock. If I'm not in there, if my class ends at like 1230 and I'm not in there by like one, it's gone until like eight or nine. And then where am I studying? My desk at at my in my apartment. And that sucks. I hate that desk. <laughs> but Honestly, yeah relatable yeah relatable. exactly it's just if you sit somewhere the same if you sit one place every day it's just it gets boring so yeah that's that's more of a reason why but yeah early riser for the most part I also I mean we talked about a little bit about this before we started recording but you were saying how there's just like small things that like how you said like doing your makeup brings you happiness and obviously um when you're a student and a hardcore law student like that, it's super important to find time for little things that make you happy, find time to do things that make you happy so you don't go stir crazy. Um, so can you kind of explain how you've been able to like, kind of like how Kelly said, like finding the balance, like obviously it's kind of hard and you were a first semester law student, really finding your routine. So what was that like and how do you make time for small stuff like that to you know make make all this studying and make the hard times worth it yeah yeah I mean for me it's a it's a conscious effort it's like I have to actually sit there and remind myself like hey maybe maybe you should go and eat dinner like at the dinner table instead of at in the study room I don't know just a thought like you know and like like sometimes I I'll look out the window and you know look at watch the sunset and just like shut everything else out for a second and just watch the sunset and like that that has been super peaceful for me and California sunsets it's true what they say they're gorgeous but <laughs> besides that you know like the, just you got to find those those little pieces in the day to and like sometimes um you know if there's a if there's a hockey game on that I like then I'll set up my iPad next to my computer and I'll try to fix my outline and also watch the game um it's like I don't know. You got you got to find what works best for you. Me, I get like anxiety if I'm not doing something, but I think I think this new semester I need to go into it with a goal of like trying to take maybe a half a day off a week, which is going to be a toughie. But you know, like you just trying to find and also like cleaning. Cleaning my apartment really helps me and, you know, throwing my like stuff in the washer and dryer and like cleaning my bathroom and my bedroom and all that stuff. Like it's actually, it sounds boring probably to most people, but I love it. Like <laughs> my favorite part of the week, I look forward to it or just like walking to go get sushi, things like that. You got to find the tiny things in the day because I, maybe other people's experiences are different, but for me, it's like if I don't have those tiny things, I would probably have dropped out by now. <laughs> Look, I'm right there with you. 
cleaning my room once a week doing laundry once every two weeks like that is my that's my like meditation (laughs) yes I'm like oh my god I love this This is my favorite part of the day yeah I I so agree (laughs) yeah and I'm sure like everybody's little things are gonna look different like if you're not if you're not somebody who likes to do like the chores and stuff and that actually brings you stress then you know find something else that makes you makes you happy whether it's you know finding the time to watch like an episode of a show that makes you calm down or you know everybody's gonna have like a different routine and something else that makes them feel calm exactly I mean sit on the couch watch tv call your parents out and do something that is not school related for at least like an hour or two a day I mean that's why I quit at nine because I'm like I try to strictly go to bed at 11 so I can wake up early but like yeah it's you got to find that little time in the day read a book I don't know whatever whatever's fun to you do it play guitar I don't care (laughs) yeah and I want to move on to the next question because um I feel like it's a question that a lot of people want to hear about and I want to hear about um we talked a little bit about this when we had like pretty much almost exactly a year ago when we had Christina London on the podcast um because she also made a big move from the east coast to the west coast for a job um and so many of our listeners me included are you know people who might want to move to a big city like LA or New York one day and it's really scary it's stressful um both personally and financially obviously so can you kind of describe your experience obviously to whatever like limit that you're comfortable with obviously of moving across the country to pursue your dream of going to law school in LA um you know whether that's you know how you found the right place finding roommates budgeting um all that stuff yeah I I am nothing if not candid to our little jaded listeners (laughs) um so (laughs) I will tell you guys it was hard it was uh, again on top of just doing law school in general that the move was probably the hardest thing I've ever done it was like you know I left behind everything and everyone that I pretty much knew more importantly everyone that was hard um so yeah it, it was it was a lot of like trying to get it was a real it was a real test like I I keep telling people this as I'm catching up with them over Christmas break but like you learn a lot about yourself in those big moments, you know, um, like moving across the country. That's, that is a gigantic moment. Like for me, at least, you know, it was so like you learn to get comfortable with yourself and you learn to, you know, be your own best friend and you learn that to be responsible and you know, you just learn like simple things like how to cook. I don't know. It was super cool to like, to learn all these little lessons. And I mean, LA is really cool too. You know, I haven't, done as much exploring as I really wanted to um school just took up so much time and um but yeah I think that you know it you have to make sure that your priorities are straight and I also think it 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 definitely helps to help it, it helps you understand what's important in your life and what you really want to to do and who you want to be um yeah like it was the toughest it was the toughest period of my life for sure but it was the um like law school and just moving in general but it it taught me so much about myself and I like absolutely wouldn't trade it for the world and like budgeting it was also kind of hard um that was a new thing for me but um 
the most schools have a program I'm sure graduate schools do as well but like you know most law schools have a program and they set you up like with whatever else you need in loans and and stuff like that and then just me personally I set up my own little budget um for each month and I'm trying to follow it rigidly and like move move monies around and make make things work and make it happen but yeah it is it's and it's very expensive especially in a city like LA um for me at least coming from Pennsylvania I mean I'm sure Californians are probably like laughing at me but I'm like six dollars for like a peanut butter this is ridiculous you know I'm like, I'm like so funny the world <laughs> being more educated on the California prices if that's your plan like to go to California from somewhere like Pennsylvania you know um yeah be educated a little bit more on the prices and um yeah just be more be also don't like pigeonhole yourself and don't like um like uh it's easy to get you know like just tunnel vision towards your goal but like don't forget to experience life at the same time you know like you move to a big city and like yeah, if you're in grad school, if you're in law school, like you might have moved there for a reason, but like don't forget to, that why you originally moved there in the first place. And it wasn't law school or grad school, it was the city, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, it might have also been like, if you're talking about entertainment, it might have been the city, but it might have been like just the general area. But mainly, you're you got to experience some life too. So don't forget like that that's out there as well. <laughs> talking yeah. about like on the subject of budgeting um like how do you work that out obviously with a full student schedule and maybe not having the time to you know have a part-time job to to rack up some extra money um you know to pay for an uber to go somewhere or to pay to go to this place that you want to go to yeah so I think it's kind of it's it's been a challenge for sure um you know some people I mean it depends on who you are and but for me, um, I chose to not get any extra like money out to live because I don't really want those extra loans. Um, so I'm working entirely off of my savings in terms of budgeting. Um, <clears throat> so basically, I sat down like a couple, no, maybe a couple months before I left um, and tried to work out exactly how it was going to work and how things were going to fly and what the, what my monthly budget was going to be. Um, and that, that takes a lot of planning. Um, like I planned, for example, three years, like I planned all the way up until graduation, you know, and, and try to stretch the money out like that. And, um, I also, counted accounted for internships and the average pay that like a legal intern gets in the summer um and hopefully I can pick up a part-time job once um once my grades come in and everybody sees like that I'm chilling um so yeah so hopefully that is able to happen because they don't really recommend that you get a part-time job that's also something you have to plan for don't forget they really don't want you to work unless you're in a part-time law program they really don't want you to work um anytime during your first school year during your 1L year um so that's something you have to take into consideration but again they do have extra loans depending on depending on your flexibility you know like some people maxed out in in what is that undergrad um so just talk to your financial advisor talk to your loan provider and see what works but yeah i chose 
to not have the extra loan. So it's been, it's been tough, but I'm doing it in Google sheets. Um, and which was helpful to have the finance going back to that, you know, that's why that was the finance was kind of helpful on that, but yeah, to just plan out, make sure like you have to be a super planner and you have to kind of go type a on it because you can't like, you can't just chill back and be like, mm, yeah, okay, spend, spend, spend. And just, cause it's not going to work. It won't fly. And you know, you'll have to, you know, I don't know, <laughs> you won't be able to afford groceries. So you have to, you have to think about it depending on, again, everybody's financial situation is different, but most law students don't have money. So yeah, <laughs> that is really interesting. I didn't know that at the first year, they don't recommend that you work, which I, I mean, it makes sense to me because I can't even imagine how somebody could be a full-time law student and have a job on the side. That just seems like, when would you sleep? Yeah, well, that's what I thought that I could originally. And then they were like, no, we really don't want anybody to have like a, a job at all. And I, I see why now, honestly, <laughs> like yeah. when September hit and things started picking up, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely see like I don't even have time for myself. Like I don't have time to sit down and watch my show barely, <laughs> like, you yeah. know. So that obviously that's one thing that you didn't expect. Is there another thing or like a list of things that going into law school you maybe didn't expect that happened or whether it's like you moved to LA and you didn't expect that this would happen anything of that kind of sort yeah yeah that's um a lot actually you know I mean you can plan and plan and I'm such a planner and you can plan and plan and sometimes you just get smacked right in the face you know um like for example I had only been to LA one other time and as with any big city I'm not I'm not from a small town by any means um but as with any city there's comes some like weird stuff and some dangers and stuff but I also didn't necessarily know um the location in which my apartment is in isn't amazing um that coupled with the fact that I don't necessarily um love the public transit situation <laughs> um <clears throat> coupled with the fact that I also don't have my own transportation um so that's made things <clears throat> a little bit challenging um because it's not really walkable by any means um so I definitely think that you know that was that was unexpected for me um to not really have many places that coupled with the fact that you know law school students budget is kind of small and kind of tight so there's not really many places you can uber that coupled with the fact that the LA uber prices are insane but whatever um yeah so, yeah yeah it's ridiculous but um yeah so I think definitely that's something to take into consideration if you're going to move um make a big move like that is um you know ask your friends if you have friends in the area um like is it a walkable area um how safe is it and and, you know, things like that, I think, are things to think about, you know, because those were things that I didn't know going into it. Like, you know, you could be from a city and, and with every city there is there's some aspect to it that is a little bit mm, like shaky. But that was that was uh, a like, whoa, moment for me. So, yeah, that was definitely unexpected. I was wondering you honestly, you've given so much advice already. What would you give as advice for um people who I guess are a little lost but are afraid to like like they have their plan set out but they're also a little bit lost in like where they have to go and what they have to do so do you have any other 
advice you want to add, if it's about law school in general, if it's about moving to another city or the LSATs or anything like that. I'm picking up on a lot of advice just like here, sitting here, just like learning from your own experience. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you can plan as much as you want. And some things just aren't going to turn out the way that you expected it to, but that's life. And I think we got to roll with it, you know, and um, some things are harder than, than other things. And some things are harder than you expected. Um, Like this whole experience for me was a lot harder than I expected. Um, But, but I've, I would not trade it. I, I, you know, like through all the ups and downs of like, moving across the country and being a 1L in my first semester and having some pretty tough courses. <laughs> um, I would not trade it for anything because I, I learned so much about myself. So I think, you know, plan and that's good. You know, you should be prepared and you should, you should plan. But um, if things, if things hit you wrong, that's okay. Just, you know, pivot when you can in the direction that you are trying to go, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you talking about, um, you know, obviously you had, you had to have hit some bump in the roads, like that's going to happen. Um, it kind of leads into the last question. It's funny asking you this question because you kind of created the question, but in this can be in your experience in law school, in the music industry in general, because obviously that is your end goal is to work in the industry. Um, but so far in all those experiences, have you ever gotten a little jaded? And if so, how do you come back to yourself and what you love? Yes. Oh my God. I've never gotten this question. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, yeah, I, that's so funny to have it flipped on me. Yeah, I have. I think that, you know, uh, in the industry, you can experience so many, like, um, like oh my god this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me and then also you can experience some moments where you're like I'm the worst possible person for this position (laughs) so like I think that being um being a little jaded um you know it it kind of comes with the territory of of anything really like of what you like or you know like in anything basically you know so my path for instance is the music industry and you can get it can get monotonous and and like law school especially I'm like oh my god when is this over (laughs) please you know um or like can I please get out of this study room like my content the content is interesting but like you know sometimes as with everything you get a little bored and stuff but I think that um doing those little things each day and and trying to make yourself um happy even when you're not feeling the greatest um I think that's what it's all about or for me personally like being being aspiring to work in the music industry end game is like um listening to music or listening to a song where it's like they hit that one note and I'm like that's why I'm doing this. Like, that's why, you know, or, or just t- or talking to somebody that I haven't talked to in a while, or just, I don't know, trying to do something fun, shake it up a little bit, but mostly seeing as my path is the music industry, just like trying to remind myself why, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that artist or that song or that note that they just hit, that was gorgeous. I am 
in this again, like reminding yourself why you're doing what you're doing and, and however that looks for you in terms of that reminder that you need, do it. Amazing. Great way to end everything off. Um, it's so weird having you be a guest. It really is because you've been everyone. If, unless someone's new, like if you haven't listened to other episodes, like Jade has been here, she created that initial question, like so much has been happening and it's really cool to see that you, you did the dang thing and you moved to LA. Like that's like just you doing the initial thing of like deciding I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to apply. I'm going to tackle the LSAT and doing it. You've accomplished so much. Like it's insane. Honestly, you're an inspiration because like, yeah, this entire podcast, this entire company would not be here without your drive to like, just want to do the things that you want to do. And I feel like that's so motivating for anyone who like, thinks that they don't have what it takes or like, are just sitting in their bedroom trying to think of like, what they could be doing with their life. Like, you could just do it. And and you're just kind of proof of that. Yeah. And when (laughs) I think about like, hearing like everything that you deal with on a daily basis of being a law student I'm like I'm not built for that I can't even like I would not last a day like trying to be as like organized and on it as you are but like you just are like a planner and I envy that about you because that obviously helps you so much and helps you in this environment helps you in so many other environments so it's something that I'm like damn like that's not something you could necessarily teach Thank you. Thanks, guys. I mean, just like a a note for you guys and a note for any of our listeners, you're stronger and more capable than you think you are. Because there were a lot of days where I was just sitting in that study room like, this is it. I'm dropping out. I'm done. Ridiculous. I'm over it. But you're stronger and much more capable. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) So true. So true. I feel like that's a great I feel like this whole episode has a great message to kick off everybody's 2024 and hopefully motivate everybody. Um, So yeah, thank you for being our guest this month. It's so exciting. Um, Everybody, if you are not following Jade, if you're not following Jaded Productions, you have to do it ASAP. We're going to have some content by this point that's already up all about Jade, all about what it's like to be a law student. We have so many other awesome episodes with lots of other um professionals in the industry and you know teaching you all about different areas of the industry so definitely go check that out if you haven't already but this has been another episode of a little jaded